When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Hey, do you need a financial coach? If so, let's work together. As a coach, I help you get structure around your finances, visualize your ideal life, whatever that looks like for you, and more importantly, put together a strategy to help you get there. A lot of people hire me because they want to pay off debt faster and more efficiently and boost up their savings or increase their credit score, and those are all awesome goals. Financial coaching just helps you because I hold you accountable the entire way. Yeah, for better or worse, we're kind of like we're married. So if you want to take the podcast concepts that you're learning here and apply those to your life with my help, then you need to apply for coaching at WhitneyHanson.com slash customized dash coaching. Once again, that's WhitneyHanson.com slash customized dash coaching. I am so stoked to work with you and help you reach your financial goals. If you've been looking for a really good episode that details exactly how to pay off debt and which method might be best for you, this is the episode for you. Today, I'm going to dive into a ton of different perspectives and philosophies for paying off debt and give you some tips and tricks so that if paying off debt is your goal for this year, this is going to help you get on track, get a plan and start making some progress. So let's go ahead and dive in. I think it's really important to start with your why when it comes to paying off debt. What exactly is it that you're hoping to do? Why are you trying to pay off debt? Why is this important to you? And why now? I find that for most people that I chat with in a coaching setting, there's some type of trigger point where they finally said enough is enough. Maybe it's like you make way too much money and you look at your accounts and you realize that your debt load just isn't it shouldn't be there because you make so much money like that. That is a very real thing. Or maybe you're just super, super embarrassed because every time you go to the grocery store and you swipe your card, you have to put it on a credit card and you're paying for basically your groceries via credit card and just financing and paying interest on that. That's a very real why. Maybe it's because you are finally to a point where your health is in better condition and you feel like now is the time for you to start making some progress because you can emotionally start to tackle that debt. Now, whatever your why is, I think it's really important that you get very clear on what it is that's motivating you and why you're trying to make this life change because paying off debt, it's not really a fun process. Like it it can be a little bit automated, kind of seamless. But as a whole, I wouldn't say this is enjoyable for most people. And so I think it's really important that you have a bigger picture of why you are trying to change your family tree. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Whatever your reason, write that down, have that next to you, make sure you're very clear on what it is that you are focusing on and why you're focusing on that. Once you have that in place, you are ready to officially get started. So this is where we have to pull our head out of the sand. And this really is painful. I understand like if you've never looked at your accounts or if you tend to just avoid them because that ignorance is bliss kind of mentality is there. This is going to be, it's going to be tough, but we can do this together. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to log into all of your debts, your credit cards, 
your student loans, your house loan, your whatever types of debt, your car loan. I want you to log into every single debt account that you have and write down the debt, the interest rate, the minimum payment, and the overall balance. How much do you owe? So I want you to write all of that stuff down. We're going to make one giant list, and this is going to help us tackle our debt strategy and figure out which strategy or which method of paying off debt might be best for you. Once you have that information in front of you, I want you to take a breath for a second and remind yourself that as of right now, even if you only pay the minimum payments, you already have a debt-free date. It's going to happen. It's already on the calendar. So long as you don't keep adding to the debt, you have a debt-free date currently. Now, the goal of this is just to encourage you to maybe expedite that process so that you have more control over your money, that money's back in your pocket, so that you can enjoy it more and invest or take a sweet vacation or whatever the heck it might be. But the the goal of this is to just expedite that a little bit so that you have that control over your income. But as of right now, you already have a debt-free date. Now, hopefully that gives you a little bit of peace of mind to see that if you just stop adding to the debt, you're going to get there eventually. Now, when, I don't know, I'm not sure we'd have to run your numbers to see, but it's already on the calendar. And now is a good time to do maybe a little bit of pre-education. So there are different types of debt. Not all debt is created equal. And I'm not talking about debt that helps you get ahead in life or buying a house or rental property or student loan. Like I'm not talking about debt in that perspective, but the way interest is charged, in my opinion, can make debt good debt or bad debt. So here's the difference. There's something called amortized interest and then there's compound interest. Those are the two we're going to focus on today. So compound interest, this is the stuff that if you have credit card debts, you're probably very familiar with. You have your credit card balance, and then every single month you get added interest onto your balance. And it just gets tacked onto the top, right? Like there's no way you can't call and say, hey, can I pay a little extra towards my balance? Your balance is your balance. That's it. So all that interest just gets tacked on top. And that's why credit card debt tends to feel so hard to get rid of because of the way interest is charged. Now compare that to a normal amortized loan. This is something like a car loan or your house loan where you make a payment and a little portion of that goes towards interest and a little portion goes towards principal. Principles, the fancy way of saying what you borrowed, interest is obviously what the, the financial institution makes. That's their fee for lending you the money. And so with a amortized loan, it's a little bit different because you can call and you can make an extra payment and say, hey, I want to pay an extra $200 on my car loan and I want that to go towards principal, meaning the amount you borrowed. This is so key because I see a lot of people think they do a really good job and they'll call and they'll make an extra payment on their car loan or their house loan. And if you don't specify that it is towards principal, sometimes the way they apply that payment is they will almost say, okay, great, you don't have to make another payment for two more months because you basically prepaid that payment. That's not what we want to do. When you do that, you're actually still prepaying interest as well. And that's not the goal here. So we want to make sure any extra payments are working for you as best as possible. And so we're going to put all of those extra payments towards your principal balance if it's an amortized loan. Now remember with compound interest, the bad kind of compound interest, not the kind that makes you really wealthy, that one for credit cards, you don't you don't make a payment towards principal. You just pay towards your balance. 
Okay, I think we are officially ready to start diving into some strategies. Here's a common strategy I see people do that does not work very well. Let's say you have four different types of debt and you have an extra, I don't know, $100 that you can put towards your debt. A lot of times what people will do is they'll just say, I have four debts, I got $100, 100 divided by four, I'm gonna put 25 bucks towards each of my different debts as an extra payment. And that, while I applaud you for taking action, I think that's really great. Ultimately, what happens though is you feel like you don't make any progress. And if you don't feel like you're making progress, you're going to be demotivated and you're probably going to quit sooner. So that's why so much of personal finance is really keen into psychology and motivation and trying to almost trick your brain into sticking with your plans. And so that's why that strategy, I tend to not really be a fan of. That's why I'm a bigger fan of whatever debt strategy or method you use to pay off debt. And we'll talk about those too. I want you to do this first. I want you to set up all of your minimum payments. Ideally, those are on auto pay, but if you can't get to that point yet, that's okay too. But I want you to pay just the minimum payments on all of your debts. And then we're going to focus on one debt at a time. Now, which debt? That depends on the method of debt, your payoff strategy that you choose to use. But we're going to just put all of our attention on one debt and tackle that debt. And then we're going to move on to the next one. But we're only going to be paying the minimum payments on all the other debts. Now, I know if you've never done this before, it probably feels very counterintuitive. And you're like, this is like some crazy advice, Whitney. Why would you suggest this? It's because it's that power of focus. When we focus in, you get better results. So let's talk about which debt might you focus in on. That's where the different methods come into play. One of the most popular methods that is out there is called the debt snowball. Now, the debt snowball is when you write down all of your different debts, you have it all listed out. What you are doing is you're tackling the smallest balance debt first. Doesn't matter what the interest rate is, you're tackling the smallest balance. Now, this strategy tends to be really good for people that need that quick win. If you're one of those people that you're like, I need to go to the gym and I need to see results within the first month or I'm not going to be going anymore. This is probably going to be the strategy that works for you. And it's not a bad one. It's actually a really great way to go. And for so many of my coaching clients, this is the one I recommend because it really does key into that psychology. So you would have all of your debts listed out. And then let's say you have one credit card with a $250 balance. You've got another one at $1,500, and then you have a car loan at $20,000. What this would say is we're going to pay off that $250 credit card first, and then we're going to move over to our $1,500 credit card. And then once that's paid off, we're going to take that that payment from the first, that 250, let's say the minimum payment's 35 bucks per month. We're gonna pretend like we still have that payment. And then we're gonna take that 35 and we're gonna add that in addition to our extra cash onto the next credit card, the $1,500 balance. And we're gonna do everything in our power to pay that off as quickly as possible. And then once that's paid off, we're gonna use that same philosophy that extra 35 and then the minimum payment for that 1500 plus your extra money, we're going to put that directly onto the car loan. 
Do you see how this works? So you kind of pretend like you still have that debt, even though it's gone, that payment you were already used to, we're just going to reallocate that to the next debt that you're focusing on. So that's the debt snowball. This is probably most commonly talked about by Dave Ramsey. So if you have ever heard anything Dave Ramsey related, that's where this method really became incredibly popular. He didn't invent it, but he does talk about it a heck of a lot. So debt snowball is a really great way to go if you need some quick wins and you want to stay motivated and excited. And then I have my money nerds, my people that are like, but Whitney, doesn't it just make so much more sense to pay off the highest interest rate debt? That's the stuff that's costing you the most money. And mathematically, that is so true. And I will never shun this method either. I actually think it, it's really a good way to go for a lot of people. Like if you're bought into, I'm going to change my life and I have a really strong why and I'm committed to paying off debt, no matter what strategy I use, I will pay off my debt, even if it takes me like five years. If that's your personality type and you really get excited about saving as much money as possible, then the debt avalanche is going to be the strategy to use. So here's how this works. You have your list of all of your debts. You'll have all the balances, the minimum payments, the interest rates. And what you're going to do is you're going to look at the interest rates first and say, which interest rate is the highest? Because that's the one that's costing you the most, right? It makes sense. If it's a 24% interest rate and then a 20% and then a 16, that 24% is probably costing you the most. And so we're going to start to tackle that debt first. And then similar process that whatever that minimum payment was, you'll roll that over to the next one, just like we did in the debt snowball. That part doesn't change, but the debt that you tackle first does change. So generally with a debt avalanche, what most people will do is that this inherently means that you're probably tackling your credit card debt first because of that interest. Again, this saves you the most money and sometimes takes a little bit longer to pay off different debts, but it really does depend. And do keep in mind too, it's not all or nothing for either one of these strategies. You can pick and choose which debt you want to pay off. That is completely fine. One of my coaching clients decided that she wanted to pay off the debt that pissed her off the most. So whenever she looked at her accounts, it was this one specific credit card that was just like really irking her. And so that's the one that she decided to pay off first. So you can always customize this. It's not a one size fits all. Like it's personal finance. You can make this unique to yourself. But I do like that, that methodology quite a bit. There's another method of paying off debt that I think is kind of an interesting one too, and this is more of the cash flow method. So what this entails is when you're looking at all of your debts on that paper, you're looking at that minimum monthly payment and saying, which of these is costing me the most from a cash flow standpoint, right? So when you look at your budget, the minimum payment of $350 hurts a heck of a lot more than the payment of $35. So sometimes if you're like truly just barely scraping by and you don't have a ton of money, depending on the circumstance, it can make sense to try to prioritize how do I get rid of some of these bigger payments so that I have that much more money in my pocket every month and that I can put it towards other debts, I can put it towards my investing, my savings account, like whatever. And so that's really prioritizing which of these debts might make sense to tackle depending on that monthly payment. I also get a lot of questions about the zero balance transfers. Have you seen these before? Where basically you'll get an offer from a credit card company and they say, hey, if you move your balance over to this card, we're going to do a promo period with 0% interest for, I don't know, 18 months or whatever it might be. 
And so that can be a good way to go sometimes. What I find is most of the time that's going to hurt your your credit a little bit because it's a new inquiry on your, your credit report. So that's going to drop you about I think it's like five to 12 points. So it will hurt you just a hair from that perspective. And then the other thing too, depending on that credit limit, it could actually be like completely maxing out your entire limit. So like, let's say you have the credit card balance on one card is $5,000. That's how much you owe. And you have a limit of, I don't know, 15,000. And then you move that $5,000 because you're trying to save some interest over to a new card with a $5,000 limit because that's your balance. You basically are 100% utilized on that new credit card. So that is another factor that would then hurt your credit even more too. So I'm not saying this is always a bad idea. I just think those are some things that most people don't really think through that would impact that decision as well. And so the only way that I recommend these is if you have a very clear plan on how you're going to pay off that debt. Clear plan, meaning you've already been working your system. You already have been proving to yourself that you can stick to your budget. You can live within your means and put all that extra towards your debt. If you're already doing that, this is a good strategy. Otherwise, what I find is most people think they're making great progress because they save a little bit of money in the short run, but they don't really take it seriously and stuff comes up. And for some reason, they're not able to pay that off. And then you get tacked with a massive amount of interest. And so that's the risk there. If the 0% transfers, you have to just really do your homework to see what's the fine print and are you diligent enough to pay that off in time as is, or is this actually going to hurt you more later? And I know that paying off credit card debt feels a little extra heavy. So I want to walk you through an example that I typically will share in workshops that I think is really powerful and helps you understand why this credit card debt is so hard to get rid of and why it feels so heavy. I don't think credit cards are the devil side. No, I really don't. I think you can absolutely use them in a healthy way, but I feel like a lot of people don't because we don't have this foundational stuff together. We don't have the budget together. We don't have an emergency fund. We still haven't trained ourselves to live, live below our means and to really be intentional with our finances and defer gratification. Like because we don't do all that stuff, I think credit cards make your life a lot harder unless you've developed those skills. But I just wanted to give my little caveat there that I'm not anti-credit card. I think they can be great. I really do. But I did want to paint a picture of why it feels so difficult to get rid of it. So let's say you have a credit card balance of $5,000 and the interest rate on that is 18%. Your minimum monthly payment would roughly be about $150. It tends to be about 3% of the balance. And so that $150 credit card payment, if you only pay that minimum payment, it's going to take you 47 months to pay that debt off. That $5,000, 47 months is how long it will take you to pay it off. And the amount that you pay in interest is $1,983. That's your total interest payment on a $5,000 credit card balance if you only pay the minimums. That's pretty high, right? That's kind of crazy. And so if you look at this and you say, okay, I'm going to look at my budget and I found that I can save $150 a month if I reduce part of my eating out fund, I can cut out a few things. Regardless, I can come up with an extra $150 a month. That's doable. So if you put that $150 a month plus your normal $150, your minimum payment towards this $5,000 credit card, you went from 47 months to now 20 months is how long it would take you to pay that credit card off. 
that's pretty cool, right? And then if we take this a step further and we look at the interest savings, you went from $1,983 in interest paid to now $797. That's like an entire vacation. That's pretty sweet. And that's just by making one simple change of cutting out $150 and finding some extra wiggle room there in your budget to make this work. Now, let's say you get kind of nerdy into this and you're like, 20 months still seems like a while. I don't know if I can stay motivated that long. Respect, I am kind of similar to you in that way. So you decide that you're going to do the really unsexy thing and you're just going to get a part-time job just for a little bit, right? Like not forever, just for a little bit. So you get a part-time job and that brings in an extra $1,000 per month. So you decide you're going to do that, plus you still cut out $150 in your budget, and you're paying that minimum payment. So you're making a big chunk of money payment every single month. And so now you went from 47 months by just paying the minimum down to four months is how long it's going to take for you to pay off that $5,000 credit card. And here's the cool part. Your interest went from just shy of $2,000 to now only $189. That's how much you're going to pay in interest if you do something like this. Now, why I like to share this as an example is because sometimes when we see 47 months, that feels very overwhelming. When we see 20 months, that still feels like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't never eat out for 20 months. That's like ridiculous. But when you see four months, do you think you can sacrifice for four months? Heck yeah, of course you can. You can do anything for four months. Four months is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. You can absolutely do that. Now, years, I don't know. That's a little harder to say, but that's why I like to really prioritize and do this like expedited debt payoff process because I find that for most of us, that sprint model is so much easier to manage than just like the long-term drag. That to me, I can, I, I just, I don't know, maybe it's my personality, but that stuff is really demotivating for me. And so that's why I really am a fan of when you're trying to pay off debt and you're considering a side hustle, really buckle down in all of those areas of your life so that you don't have to do this forever. It's like a small sprint model that really get you that progress. And then after you pay off that credit card, you can take a little break, maybe take a month or two off and then get back into it again and then pay off the next one. If you do this model, you'll probably be debt-free a lot more quickly than you think just by sacrificing a little bit in the short run and giving yourself that reward when you're done. I don't know. I think this works really well. I see this happen really well with a lot of my coaching clients. I have some coaching clients that have dragged on their debt for a while, and that's okay too. But these are just my suggestions for if you are trying to pay off debt, how you can possibly get there a little bit faster without completely burning out in the process. And so I feel like that helps the most. Now, there's one thing I want to leave you with when it comes to paying off all of your debts. It's not what strategy is the best. The best strategy is the one that you stick with. So choose the strategy that fits for your personality, for your life, for your cash flow, and the one that resonates best with you. That's going to be the strategy that gets you excited, and that's going to be the one that you stick with long term. Just do me a favor and only focus on one singular debt at a time, and that's how you're going to start to move the needle a little bit more. 
All right, guys, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are trying to pay off debt, I am cheering you on. I know that this is a grind. I know it feels really heavy and overwhelming, but hopefully these step-by-steps will help you get a good plan in place so that you can start making some good progress and make this be a great financial gear for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.